Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we are back now from the Sota Festival on Elizabeth Key. It was a great day of beers in the sun and great WA bands. You can check out all the pictures that we took on missionctrl.com.au. And returning to the show, we have animal biologist Adam Thorne. We're going to sit down and have an awesome chat with him. So sit back and enjoy. Recorded at the Hen House Rehearsal Studios. It's the Mission Control Podcast. Daryl, how you doing? Good, man. Good, good. Yeah. Still recovering from soda. Yeah, soda was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Adam, how you doing? Um, yeah, fantastic. Welcome. Yeah. This is your second time on now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a few years, but yeah. What, yeah. what, what have you been doing in the meantime since then? Um, I can't actually remember. Um, last time I was on, how many dockers I'd out, but I've probably got another two out since I think the last time I spoke to you guys. I, yeah. I've got the tail of the taper out and. Uh, Last King of India, out as well. So I've been, and I've done a few solo adventures as well overseas. That's cool. Yeah. I think you had the bear cat of Borneo out. That yeah, was, that was the first one that I saw. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, I think that was. Yeah, that was the last one I did. Yeah, when I was with you guys. So um, yeah, there's a couple more out, and I've been in a few more solo adventures and stuff in the jungle. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. So th- were those all like recorded? Kind of close to each other, and then they're they're only kind of coming out now when you've edited them and all. Yeah, that? the after I did the Bear Cat of Borneo, I did the Last King of India, um, and then that was just a nightmare to edit. <clears throat> so I did a um, Tale of the Taper after that, a few months after that, but that came out a lot before, like a year before mm. the Last King of India, because the Last King of India was just an absolute mission to edit yeah then we came back with like why was it so hard to, to edit was just, it just we had like 20 terabytes of footage to go through and like Jesus. I'm sitting there going through it and it's just like you know it's, each clip goes for like five minutes or something that I have to go through and get you know just a few seconds out of and after a while I just kind of started resenting it mm-hmm. and like then feeling really guilty because there was a perfectly good doco there and I hadn't edited it so yeah so I was like, nah, this is my mission this year is to get that out, get it out. Yeah. I think uh, Louis C.K. says it's like holding on to a, like a bag of fruit and it just goes rotten and then you don't oh, want to go back to it. You absolutely, know? yeah. That, yeah. That's, it's so true. And like just the thought of it, I was feeling guilty about doing it, but I was like, I knuckled down, got it done, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's a really good one. So you edit everything yourself? Yeah. yeah. Um, at the moment, yeah, I do. Um, I, I have no editing experience and then I just started doing it and I actually really like editing it's fun yeah. and I can pick the clips that I look good in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just use them well you, you can't really you can't tell at all it's edited well, I, really well I yeah. can't look bad yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, one of those people man I can't look bad norm- yeah. normally like bigger um, I suppose like bigger you know or go bear grills or type mm. things they yeah. take a, a big crewing company with them oh. uh, there'll be like 10 people hiding behind the camera helping out oh, you take one cameraman don't you yeah with these ones I had one cameraman the whole time um, in India I used a different one to the last three I've used but I think like, obviously with you know bear grills and stuff he's probably got probably about a 10 man crew minimum and <laughs> catering probably, and all that yeah well that, that, that's, that's another crew <laughs> the catering crew but I, I did a um, I went out for Discovery Channel and did um, I was pretty much planting snakes for the presenters to find on camera yeah and um, there was I think there was 16 people out there like crew 
you know, watching them and I'd plant the snakes and then the presenters would find them and go, oh, look at this. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, at least with my docos, it's, you know, it's, it's as raw as you can get. Yeah. Mm. Really. That's awesome. I've seen you like climbing underneath the rocks, like literally reaching in and grabbing. Oh, oh yeah. And stuff. Well, the India one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, 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 <laughs> that was, I mean, India was something else. So that was just, I could write a novel about that trip. It was, <laughs> we got kidnapped. It was, you got kidnapped? Yeah, well, essentially. Well, what happened, right? We're staying at this, it's like a homestay thing. It was a farm that was converted um, into, you know, accommodation. And we're in this part of India that is so remote. You know, tourists don't go there. It's like north, uh, west India. They're almost bordering on Pakistan. And this was a time that ISIS and shit was coming out of the woodworks and all that crap. So it was, we're up there... Um, you know, most of these people had never seen white man before and, and they they were just obsessed with us, you know, like we'd get a knock on the door at like 10 o'clock at night, open the door and there's about 20 people there wanting to get photos of us just in the room and stuff like that. It was just no privacy whatsoever. Mm. And then we were like, nah, this this isn't working for us because they, they wouldn't let us do what we wanted to do. We wanted to go out and because we were looking for lions, the last population of Asiatic lions. And... um. The, we needed to get into this forest and they they just didn't want us to leave for some reason. Mm. And then finally we said, no, nah, we've had enough of this. We found somewhere else to stay that was actually closer to the forest that we needed to be in and we lift from the hotel to this new hotel and they wouldn't let us out the car. They were driving us all around the place and they locked the doors and you know, they're being real strange and they're driving us out into the middle of nowhere it was until I went finally just, you know, yeah, I was bigger than I could take him. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like nah, let us out now or I'll, you know, beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think in a weird way they were kind of like protective of you? Like well, that's, possessive of you? That's like, what happened. Yeah. Um, we met this guy um, who knew them and we asked him why, why did they do that? And he said it was purely because... Uh, you would you staying in that place were drawing people in, so we were attracting people to the place because they wanted to see us. Right. So okay. when we left, they were losing business yep. because you know people wanted to see the 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 couple of white guys sitting there. Yeah. And yeah, it was so that was purely the reason. Yeah. Tom, <laughs> they wanted to see Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he wishes. Yeah. He wishes he was six foot two. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that, that must be so strange, like, going there. Was that, like, a real cultural shock for you? Because that was oh, the first time in India, right? You, yeah, you know? I'd never been to... I mean, I've, I've been, you know, all around the world, but India was an eye-opener, eh? Like, I loved uh, Gujarat. That's where I was. I loved it because it was very quiet. It was farms. Um, it was beautiful countryside. Very strange as well because there's a lot of Africa. Like, if, if I was to be dropped there and not know where I was, I'd say I was in Africa. Because mm. there was huts, there was African people walking around as well as Indians, but Mumbai was, I, yeah, I didn't really think much of Mumbai. It was so busy. It was just like you, you literally put your life in your own hands just crossing the road. Yeah, mm. it was just so busy. But I was only there for four days until we went up to Gujarat, and you know, I was I was there for a month. So yeah, but India's an eye opener. Right? It's just. Yeah. so overpopulated there's just no sense of privacy whatsoever yeah yeah I think when you get lots of people like 
packed into one area, people tend to get a bit weird. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Like, I'll be sitting there on, um, you know, on Facebook or whatever, just on my laptop where there was internet, and there'll be about 20 guys behind me just standing there watching me, like yeah. looking at what I'm doing because I was yeah. so interested in what I was doing. And you're just like, yeah. give me a sec, guys. You know? yeah. I got to the point when they were knocking on my door to come in. Um, I got to the point I was answering the door butt naked, you know, <laughs> and they wouldn't bat an eyelid. Yeah. They'd be like, they'd be like, I was like, you know, well, you know, I'm in my, my hotel room or whatever, yeah. you know, you can call it. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just sitting there taking photos and stuff, so there's probably a few nudes out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but naked Adam Thorne opening the door, yeah. empty-handed. Put that stick down, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this man has three legs. <laughs> Speaking of stick, I love how you were just walking around yeah. with a stick. <clears throat> like, that was your only means of protection. Yeah. You kept, like, reinforcing it throughout the, the well, documentaries. Like, all I have with me is this stick. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, with when you're with big cats... um. As, as soon as you run from them, the first thing in their head is prey. All yeah. right? So, like, that, it's like a, 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 just like a trigger for them. If something runs from them, prey runs from them, if you stand your ground, you may stand a chance, may. Mm. Um, but if you run, you're dead. You turn your back on them, you're dead. That's why, like, you know, you see zookeepers are killed by tigers especially and, um, quite a lot is because, you know, they can raise these tigers from cubs, you know, little babies and hand feed them and they think that they're tame or domesticated and the moment they trip or fall in the enclosure, instinct kicks in, prey, and they're straight on them and they kill them. There was a woman uh, killed just last week by a tiger. Yeah. You know, I think in the UK somewhere. So mm. with big cats, you got to hold your ground, you know, and, and a stick... Ugh, well, I, I'm not going to carry a knife or a gun because that would defeat the whole purpose of me being there. You know, if I'm going to hurt the animal, I've sp- I'm, I'm in its natural habitat. If it tries to go me, then, you know, I've got a stick. And, pff, I mean, it, it seems like not a lot, but, you know. <laughs> so what would you do? Would you just, like, keep it at bay with the stick or actually, like, attack it with the stick? Or Well, there's, there's a few things you can do. You can be loud and swing it at it. You know, yell at it. Yeah. Try to get, just try to just let, let, get deter it a bit. Um, but there's another method you can do. But you got to be very accurate with it. If it comes at you, you can actually put the stick in its mouth, down mm. its throat. And you know, every animal vertebrae has a gag reflex. So the more you push in, the more the further back it's going to walk from you. Yeah. Mm. So that, but that's if you're lucky enough. But it's easier said than done. I've seen seen it happen. It's yeah. There's you pretty much got no chance if it jumps on you. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's pretty it's, much game over. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know, I'm I'm there. It, you know, in its natural habitat, mm. doing. You know, and I'm the one that's fucked up. So yeah, <laughs> it's on me. Um, so you say like um, India, the where you were had a similar vibe to Africa, kind of. Do Do you think there's any behavioural difference between, say, African lions and the Indian lions? Um, yeah, there's a Cause few. I, cause like I'm a very cat person. Oh, so yeah. I think all cats are the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've cat, yeah, they're, they're very different. I mean, um, just with African lions and Indian lions, I mean, African lions um, are very pride orientated. They're probably actually the, the only big cat that actually has family groups and it lives mm. in a pride. 
Asiatic lions, uh, they only consist of maybe three or four lions um, in the in, and it's not, it's not even it couldn't even it's you couldn't really call it a pride because there's so few of them. It would be like maybe two females uh, that walk around together, two males that walk around together. Um, they they hunt a lot differently. Like the males will because. What the hell was that? <laughs> oh, this is, they're no, the lion's the growling at us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought one with me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the males, because they don't actually live in a pride with females, because in Africa, the females do the majority of the hunting. Mm. The males just sit there and fight and have sex and do their thing. <laughs> what every man should do. But um, yeah, but in, in uh, the uh, Asiatic lions, they, the, the males are nomadic they buy themselves so they do a lot of hunting as well and there's a few physiological differences as well like uh, uh, Asian lions will uh, they've got a smaller mane they have a flap of skin that runs down the centre of their body and um, they're a little bit smaller than African lions not too much but they still you know, big big mm-hmm. projects you mm-hmm. wouldn't want to do you, do you think that's also like something to do with the environment like similar how like fish can grow to like the size of a fish tank you know the bigger mm-hmm. the tank the bigger they'll grow you reckon that has an influence on how the Indian lions have evolved? Um, yeah, so with like um, fish growing to the size of a fish tank, it's it's kind of like, well, for example, that's called indeterminate growth. So it's where a animal will, only, will keep on growing until it dies pretty much, but it will slow down a lot throughout its life cycle. So if, even if a fish was in its tank... And it, it would never out. It, it it's so uh, uh, species specific. Like yeah, yeah. certain species will outgrow their tanks. For example, like you can get fish that um, you can see their faces are becoming blunt because they are actually rubbing on the tank. Mm. So it it just it's a very uh, broad spectrum. Um, but the thing with African lions and Asiatic lions, why they're bigger and why they're not, is because I think um, this is probably my theory: uh, is there is so many African lions. There's only 500 Asiatic lions mm. left. There's probably 250,000 plus African lions, um, and these Asiatic lions are only found in one forest. So the competition is very, you know, there's a lot of competition yeah. there. Uh, for territory and stuff like that, the African lions they have, they they are the top predator and they have a vast amount of land, so they can keep on growing. You know, yeah. over generations and generations. That's if hunting doesn't come into play because hunting does make them smaller because they hunt the biggest ones. Yeah. So it wipes out that gene pool, um, but because there's so much uh, competition with Asiatic lions, they you know they 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 tend to be a bit smaller and. Their prey isn't as big and as numerous as African lions. So over generations, they do become smaller. Mm. But the uh, Atlas uh, Atlas lion was, uh, and the Barbary lion, they're the they're the biggest because there are subspecies of lions. They are the biggest, but they're becoming so. There's hardly any left really mm. because of hunting and stuff like that. Um. So, your latest doco was focusing on the the lions of, of India. So what's actually going on there? Are they kind of getting kind of cold or are they not really surviving? Or Yeah, well, basically, see, when people think of India, they don't think of 
lions. They think of tigers. Mm. Yeah, being in India, they they could attribute uh, you know lions to Africa. They don't know there's lions in India, Asian lions, but they used to spread throughout the Middle East, throughout most parts of uh, the Indian subcontinent. But now, because of purely of hunting, they only found in one forest in Gujarat, and there's about five hundred. 511 of them left and um pretty much the aim of my documentary was they're moving from that forest into like villages and suburbia like up to 200 kilometers away from that forest and i was sort of wanted to know why and when i went there it was sort of like there was so much food source for them there's so many like chital deer samba deer stuff like that why are they moving from this forest? And it's because their numbers are increasing, but the space where they're living isn't. So, right. And they have territories, you know? So they, they're looking for new territories. And the, the Gujarati government wanted to relocate them to other parts of India, other forests, so they could make new populations. But it would take tourism away from that forest, so they won't do it. So it's kind of like a... You know, it's, it's, it's pretty bad because... You know, in the same sense, it's bittersweet. You want the lions to grow in population, but you don't because you don't want to take tourism away from that area. Yeah. Mm. Although they're just moving into the new village because the rent was good. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, they eat a few Indians, you know. <laughs> um, but we were actually we were talking earlier about how species, like, can exist in different parts of the world. Like, how, how do the lions get, get to India? Like, did they originate in Africa and then move... To India, or were they just like two separate groups that happened to yeah um, at the same time? Well, they're all so the Asiatic lion is a subspecies of the African lion. So uh, it's, it's Panthera leo persica. The African lion is Panthera leo. So what happens is, um, and I mean, you know, these these cats have evolved for hundreds of thousands mm, of years, yeah. and you know, back then continents you know they, they they drift you know so, so i mean they're still connected now you can still walk from africa in, over, Af- thing, yeah, in, yeah. over to india but they were just more there's just more of them all right so what happens is you get populations in africa the african lion and then they will spread all throughout the middle east through to india and what will happen is the in lines in india uh will start you know doing things differently to the ones in, mm. in Africa. And then over generations and generations, they become genetically different where you can actually call them a subspecies where they are genetically slightly different. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So for tigers, for example, um, there's five subspecies of the tiger and they're all genetically different, but they all originate from uh, Panthera tigris. And then you get like Panthera jackson and, you know, Panthera. Mm. And, and it's... So genetically, just 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 the uh, way they've been separated will cause them to become a different species. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So <clears throat> when you guys were in in high school and stuff, did you you got obviously got to talk about that whole Gondwana land mm. where all the continents were stuck together, mm-hmm. and the rest of the world was an ocean? Yep. See, I I don't believe that. Like yeah. I, I started reading this idea that the Earth itself was smaller. And that the landmass covered a majority of the Earth, and as the Earth slowly expanded, that's sort of what broke them up. Yeah, because I'm sitting there trying to picture all these continents stuck together mm. on one side of the planet, and the rest just being ocean. Like, 
yeah. to me, it just doesn't seem right. Yeah, yeah. there's that's a supercontinent. Um, like Pangaea, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's... It, you can actually see all our continents and countries and kind of fit them in like a jigsaw puzzle, mm. but that can be quite arbitrary because regardless, you can probably fit anything together just from your own sort of mind. Like, it doesn't mean it actually happened, but mm. it's... um, Yeah, but continent... Like, for example, we get species that are, for example, the jaguar, right, and the leopard. So the jaguar is found in the New World, so it's found in Central South America. The leopards are... Southeast Asian African, and they look pretty much the exact same. Mm. And but aren't jaguars are only black, aren't they? No, no, that, that that's that's a panther. The panther, a, I'm thinking of. Okay, a, yeah, yeah. a panther is either a jaguar or a leopard uh, that has a genetic mutation called melanism, which means they have an excess amount of melanin, which causes them to be black. So yeah, there's actually okay. no such thing as a panther, a black panther. It's either a melanistic jaguar or a melanistic leopard. Wow. Uh, <laughs> learning things. Yeah, yeah. The um when they were hunting them, that's just the name they gave them because it was black, it said Panther. So mm. it would tell mm. them if it's you know normal or not. Right. But um yeah. they had to stop being racist, so they <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. back then they were. <laughs> um yeah, but like you get Jaguars and you get leopards, they look very similar. I mean you can tell the difference if you know what you're looking for. Um but it's it's like, oh well, they've evolved on the same land mass and it's split but that's not necessarily true that's called uh convergent evolution so stuff like that it just means that they've evolved in the same sort of environments to cause them to have those same spots yeah, or rosettes okay. mm. um it's like dolphin and sharks they've they've got dorsal fins they've got caudal fins they've got pe- pectoral fins it doesn't mean that they've evolved from the same thing. It's just they've evolved in the same environment to cause them to have the same things, like bats and birds. Yeah. So, I right. mean, you know, the thing with the, the supercontinent, I, 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 you know, I wasn't back there. That, that was, <laughs> no. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. It was only recently that I found out that if you, like, pigs only have no hair because they've been in the pen. Mm. Is that true? So if you took a pig and put it out in the wild, mm. eventually it'll grow hair. Yeah. Uh, or is yeah. that like a real... Uh, it's it's Yeah, I mean, it depends because, I mean, a lot of our pigs now aren't the pigs that you will find. They've yep. been selectively bred to look like that, to be that way. Yeah. But every... You would, you would never see a pig in the jungle that's hairless. Mm. It, it's, they're, they're covered in hair, like yeah. coarse, wiry hair. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, in saying that, I have seen captive pigs that are hairy. Mm. Very hairy, but um, it's, they're mostly selectively bred like that. So, like a boar, mm. are they completely different to pigs, or are they essentially a wild pig? Um, they're a wild pig. Yeah. Like, you get a uh, Norwegian uh, wild boar, mm-hmm. and they've got the long snouts. And uh, tusks. And yeah, stuff. and tusks. Yeah, yeah mm. exactly. And what happens is, which is quite interesting, if you have pigs... In the wild, they start reverting back to that look. Yeah, start yep. like like you see wild boars like the Razorbacks in Australia, and they start looking, start you know reverting back to that primitive look. Yeah, which is yeah, it's pretty cool because yeah. you know they they look like actual wild animals now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they're vicious as well. Have you eaten boar before? 
Um, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. delicious, yeah. I've yeah. never hunted and killed it. I, I'm not into that, but, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't say no to a bite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I've, I've heard that um, the nutrition that you get from animals that are genuinely wild is a lot better than, obviously, the factory farm stuff, but... Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but good luck trying to go out there and hunt <laughs> yeah, yourself. I yeah, mean. see, it's it's like I mean, I do eat meat. Yeah, I eat it. Everyone always asks me, "Are oh, you a vegetarian?" Because you love animals so much. I'm like, no, I I do eat meat. Um, I would never go out and kill it and stuff like that. And then a lot of people come back at me and go, "Well, if you're not prepared to kill it, why eat it?" Mm. And I'm like, "Well, if you're not prepared to build the car you're driving, why are you driving it then?" <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. are you growing the vegetables you're eating? No. Yeah. So, so you know, it's very. But yeah, you're right. Um, wild animals will always, you know, there's a higher protein content, content yeah. a lot less fat. You know, they they're not raised on corn, which is, you know, very fattening. The sugars in that. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like the whole yeah, the grass fed things just all the rage now. With, Absolutely. Uh, with well, that's beef and yeah. and stuff like that. Well, Chicken. I, Absolutely. Yeah. Ever, ever eaten kangaroo before? It's they're, they're all grass fed, and they're the leanest meat you can ever get. The highest mm-hmm. protein, and yeah, it's, I mean, it's it stinks when you cook it, but it tastes <laughs> all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, apparently, like the the harder it is to catch something, probably the more nutritious. Yeah, like, absolutely. N- nutritional the, values in it, but faster it is, the more muscle it's gone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 So there was a big thing that came out when they were um, culling kangaroos. And selling the meat, but at the same time, kangaroos actually more of a pest in Australia, aren't they? Um, see, there's a lot of debate about that. They reckon there's more kangaroos now than there was, you know, before white settlers came here. It's because the increase of like grassland and stuff like that, the more food for them. But there is a lot of research out there saying that that's complete rubbish. So, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know yeah, about yeah. it, mm. you know. But uh, what what's rubbish? Like just the fact that they're overpopulated. Yeah, they yeah. reckon that the the figures are wrong. They've been manipulated, you know, because they cook the numbers as usual. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But uh, you know, I have no idea. I've never mm. done surveys on them. So because I remember like ten years ago and stuff, like driving up north, you used to get like emus and stuff everywhere. And now you drive there, it's, it's almost impossible to see emus. Yeah. Oh, oh they just man. disappeared. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that the other day, actually. I used to I used to see almost equal amount of emus. You, you would see kangaroos. Now it's like a rarity to see an emu. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I love seeing emus on the road. I just want to put the Jurassic Park theme song on and drive past them. <laughs> <laughs> a little velociraptor's running. Yeah. Well, you're essentially looking at a prehistoric animal. Oh, right? absolutely. The emus, like, mm. fucking ancient. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what, and what they do... Like they want to do them with ostriches, and I reckon it'd be awesome to do because instead of doing the Jurassic Park thing where you get DNA from dinosaurs and inject them into oh, was it you get frog DNA and James things? Well, uh, to to fill the gap in the genetic code, yeah, they inserted frog yeah, DNA, yeah, yeah, and that's what made them. Um, what, what do you call it? When they have both sexes in one, yeah, yeah, hermaphrodites. Um, yeah, 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 pretty much, and they found a way to. Well, they was, reduced the amount of uh, was it leucine or something in them. Yeah, so they denied them of that, and that's the hormone that made them into male or female. Anyway, they yeah. um. So instead of that, because it's very hard, you, you basically never find soft tissue of a dinosaur to get the DNA from, and it'll be too damaged. You wouldn't be able to do it. But what you can do is you can get a chicken embryo or a bird embryo. And they all have these um, suppressed genes that you can activate and they can actually start 
you know, you can you can activate the gene in a chicken to start growing teeth. You can activate genes in a chicken to grow scales instead of feathers mm. and, you know, a tail and stuff like that. So if you did that with an ostrich or an emu, it would look just like a dinosaur. It looks sick. Yeah. yeah. And they can oh. do it, but because of the... Uh, you know, the ethics behind ethic, it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Playing God. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Well, that, you got all those movies about trying to do that with humans as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Crossbreeding yeah. humans. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But And I think they have done that, but, uh, but been, they never yeah. got it past embryonic form because mm. they do Or so pigmen. they say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few pig men running about. <laughs> He's a pig man, Jerry. <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like a... I only recently watched Jurassic Park again after like literally a 10 year gap. Oh my. And it was like uh, all this stuff that I pick up on in like, you know that little DNA cartoon that they show on the ride? Like as a kid, that didn't make sense, like what they were doing. But as an adult, when I went back and watched it, I was like, holy shit, it makes Mm. so much more sense. It does. Well, didn't because it it started with like a mosquito Mm. that was um, embedded in In that resin or something. Which is fossilized uh, sap. And because, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that mosquito. Had blood had, like, sucked up some of the dinosaur yeah. blood or something yeah. like that, so yeah, they yeah. Took from the mosquito. Yeah, but what I what was interesting was uh, they obviously found flaws in their their system. How the that triceratops was getting sick, and um, I think after the six month mark, they mm. started getting sick for no reason. And yeah. they, they thought it was the diet that it was eating some poisonous mm. fauna or something yeah. like that. Oh, flora, sorry. Yeah. Um, um, but it actually was a breakdown in the the, the genes, probably yeah. like they. Yeah. They don't last very long. But in the yeah. second one, they were they were flourishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Jeff Goldblum was there to save the day. <laughs> Fuck Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> ah, come on. Oh, I love Jeff. No, you, you obviously don't get the um the reference. Yeah. Oh, what, what reference is that? Uh, Pineapple Express. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Talk about right. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, fuck Jeff Goldblum. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another movie. Yeah. Um, you, you often question um, dinosaurs and their, like, the um the bones. What, what's the actual word for it? Um... The archaeology, archaeology, paleontology, paleontology, yeah. Yeah. yeah, behind the dinosaur bones and the way they piece them together. Mm. Like, no, 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 I don't question it. I'm saying that uh, once again, like a lot of things that we don't know about, what we're seeing are, are just mm. interpretations well, like, or like, artist yeah, representations right. Right. of how you're they right. might it's, have looked. Well, yeah. it's, it's an right. ancient jigsaw puzzle that obviously we're trying to put together. Yeah, from and what the way we look at it, the majority of the time they've only found one piece of the puzzle, which could be a femur or a tibia, and then they piece the entire animal uh, together just using that. Like yeah. uh, there's a animal called uh, the iguanodon, a dinosaur, the iguanodon, and for hundreds of years after it was found, they thought it looked like a you know a giant iguana, giant lizard with a big spike on its nose. But it wasn't until maybe 20 years ago they recently discovered that the spike was actually on its thumbs. It used to stab predators. So they'd found that spike and they'd gone, where does this go? Oh, let's put it on its nose, you know. Mm. And there's an animal called the Demetriodon, which is a bit later than most of the dinosaurs. It's more mammal than it is reptile. Um, But I don't think, I think they found one bone of it and they pieced the entire thing together from one bone. So there's, it's, mm. it's all speculation with that. Like Spinosaurus, um, you know, if you, on the third Jurassic Park, it's, it's walking bipedally. It's huge. But even now, they've come out and said, no, it actually walked on all fours. It was more of a fishing dinosaur. It, mm. um, it looked completely different. So every year it comes out, it's like they look mm. completely different. Same even with the, the T-Rex, like 
uh, I guess in Hollywood film it was depicted as this like predator mm. when really it might have been more of a scavenger yeah um, yeah see I mean T-Rex uh, there's no doubt it, it, it scavenged as mm. well um, but it, it's the the f- the factors behind scavenging uh, an animal is uh, T-Rex was probably too big just to rely on scavenging because, I mean, when an animal dies, there is so many other animals eating it and the T-Rex would need something like oh, two, two tons just to feed him, just to feed him, you know, and mm. two tons of rotting and decaying flesh just, just probably wouldn't be enough for him. But I, no doubt he did scavenge, but yeah, mm. probably not relying. Like everyone says that with hyenas, they're scavengers, but hyenas hunt more than lions do. They've got a bigger, more success rate of their kills as well. So, you know, a lot of people speculate, but it, it, you just got to look at the facts. It's like you couldn't sustain an animal that size just from scavenging alone. They, they would have to hunt, you know. Yeah. What What if the, the, the bones that they found of a T-Rex, those little arms were actually left over from an animal that it ate, and they just decided, to like, oh, maybe those arms went on the T-Rex? Yeah. <laughs> what, so you just didn't have arms? Yeah, it's just like an <laughs> armless dinosaur with a big mouth. Uh, well, it makes sense. I mean, he couldn't do anything with them anyway. So. Yeah. He was probably so pissed off because he couldn't jerk off oh, those tiny arms. Tell me about it. <laughs> That's why it was so mad. Weird. But even with, like, the velociraptors, I mean, uh, I remember watching it, and, and um, they were comparing it on Jurassic Park to, you know, more of a bird-like yeah. creature and, and hunting in packs and stuff. Yeah, and absolutely. Because, well, they've, they, they've got hollow bones. they got a... Uh, uh, a tailbone. Yeah. Like, almost, right? Yeah. Well, they got a tail, so... Well, I mean, uh, yeah. what was it? Like, <laughs> the the uh, pelvic bones, uh, the uh, cloaca bones reverse like it is in a bird as well. Like in the bird, yeah. That, that's that's yeah, what I was so, trying to say. Um, yeah. But the interesting thing about the Velociraptor is on Jurassic Park, you know, they're depicted as... Six feet tall, nine feet long. When in actual fact, velociraptors were no bigger than a turkey in real life. No longer, maybe six feet long, but they stood no higher than a bulldog. And um, really, yeah, really? They, were, they were very small. But what actually happened, coincidentally, is they found a species of dinosaur fossils while they were filming Jurassic Park called the Utah Raptor, and it was pretty much the exact dimensions as a velociraptor in the movie. So yeah, okay. they kind of saved themselves there. But there was an animal called the Deinonychus. Uh, that was about the same dimensions and I think that's more what uh, they were going with was uh, Deinonychus in size but they call it Velociraptor because it sounds a bit Mm. you know a bit more macabre and sinister so what do they go like are they still pushing that idea about the comet that wiped them out is that pretty pretty much like a solid like Factual thing now, or they, 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 <laughs> factual. Thing. Well, they came um, just a few weeks ago. Actually, there was a, a new thing came out saying that that meteorite, the exact place where it hit, was like it was it was the button. It was the perfect spot for it to wipe out the entire species, the entire the entire dinosaur. Right. Yeah, if it hit anywhere else. They probably would have survived, but it's just just where it hit. Yeah, it, it, it that yeah, sweet it was, spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it called the caused the cataclysmic events that wiped out the dinosaurs. I mean, mm. if if you know, they'd still be probably here if it hit anywhere else. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird that when when you go see those like walking with the dinosaurs tours? I mean, they're they're in are they in museums? Those things. Yeah, yeah. So they they pretty. Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm fascinated with like. 
how we modify things or, or yeah. uh, sensationalize things, oh, you know, in order to be more entertaining. And, and most, yeah, most of it's speculation as well, like mm. with, with everything. I mean, like the dinosaurs, the majority of them had feathers, mm. you know. We'd, yeah, like more bird-like, like yeah, you saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the sauropods, which are like the... Um, uh, what's it called the like the long neck dinosaurs and stuff probably mm-hmm. had like small hairs like our rhinoceroses and elephants but the uh, theropods which are like the Tyrannosaurus and the raptors and stuff you know they probably had I mean the raptors more so because they were a bit later they came a bit later were probably nearly fully feathered the bigger theropods like the T-Rex probably had you know some degree of feathering mm. which you know you and and as well on on the Jurassic Park, they were going to ha- almost have them with flicking lizard tongues, the raptors and stuff, right? Like a lizard, but it mm. looked too. Uh, I've seen the footage; it, yeah, it doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that, so that crater is around the Mexico. Yeah, area. that's right. Yeah. yeah, that crater's obviously still there, right? That massive fucking. Well, I crater. think it's it's just a big swimming pool now. Going over and stuff. But I mean that. That's, yeah, but at the same time, you know, back then, like we we're saying, the when the Continents were supposedly yeah. different, you know, stuck yeah, together yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not—it's not only the um, just the force of the explosion; it's it's the uh, blocking out of the sun and stuff yeah, that exactly, it would have yeah. caused us from the ash. It, you know, it it doesn't take much when the sun's blocked out to mm. cause extinction level events. Well, speaking of extinction, do we think the uh, Tasmanian tiger is still alive? Mm. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> that? Some, um, I think the the recent one came out last year that. Someone had sighted in Adelaide somewhere. Yeah, there's. I don't know about that for the man. There's a lot of sightings in Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of sightings all over. The, um, yeah, so the thylacine. I mean, in my opinion, all right. In my opinion, I reckon it might still exist in on on Tasmania, mm. on not on the mainland. It it died out thousands and thousands of years ago on the mainland Australia. But most of the sightings come from the mainland Australia, Queensland, Adelaide, even south of WA. Um, every single piece of footage and photograph I've ever seen has, I can 100% say, it's a fox with, um, uh, with mange. Mm. 100% of the time. You, you, you look at the way it runs, you look at everything about it, it's a fox with mange. They lose the hair on their tails, they lose hair on their bodies, so they look very well from a distance and a you know shitty camera that isn't properly focused. It looks maybe like a thylacine, but mm. there are people that say, oh, "I see them all the time. I see them all the time." It's like, well, give me a photograph. Where are the bodies? Mm. Where are the paw prints? There's not even any paw prints of them. They're very unique paw prints. Well, yeah. find me these paw prints, you know. And now they're looking for them. Uh, scientists are looking for them in northern Queensland. It's like, look for them where they're most likely to be, you know. I mean, Tasmania is vast and a lot of it hasn't been explored. Look for it there instead of these, you know, anecdotal evidence of like... Someone's backyard. Exactly. <laughs> you know, just trotting through their back paddock and yeah. stuff like that. It's like, well, you know, find, find me a body. Find me something. Roadkill. Something, mm. you know, that is a thylacine. No, they would never be able to. Yeah. And then they mistake them for quolls as well. Mm. Yeah. So is it a, a thylacine or a Tasmanian tiger for mm. for other people? Is yeah. is it more of what sort of family? Is it a dog family type thing, like a dingo-ish? The thylacine type? is a marsupial. It's related to kangaroos, numbats. Oh, really? Yeah, it has a pouch 
Uh, Thylacines have a backwards-facing pouch, uh, unlike uh, kangaroos, because they have a backwards-facing pouch because when they're digging dens and burrows, they won't get dirt down their pouch. Same as wombats. Yeah, okay. Um, But no, their closest relative is the numbat and the uh, Tasmanian devil. Mm. So they're they're not related to canids at all. They're not related to dogs, wolves, or anything like that. Yeah, they're you. just um, like I said, con- convergent evolution. Whereas yeah, yeah. uh, they've evolved very similar to dogs, but no, nah, they're 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 big, but they're you know German Shepherd size, mm. and um, they they almost run like a kangaroo. Not hop, but like gallop. They have a very yeah yeah, yeah mm. just a very like unique way of running. So what killed them off? Was it just the hunting it that killed them off? Purely hunting. Purely hunting. Absolutely. But as a like, where did, if if the hunting wasn't involved, where would they sit? Like, were they hunted also by other bigger animals? No, or that, not they, really? they were an apex predator. But when, uh, when European settlers came over, they introduced foxes and dogs, which competed mm. with food sources for the thylacines. So. That would have contributed a lot, but hunting was just, you know, they ate, they ate poultry and the livestock and stuff like that, so they were just absolutely slaughtered, hmm. you know, and, and the last one died in, I believe, 1936 in Hobart yeah. Zoo, Ben. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's still that famous footage, that black and white yeah, footage of the... Yeah, 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 there was a lot of uh, speculation that Ben was actually a female, but no, he was a male, but he died purely of mistreatment as well. Mm. But, you know, if there's one left, then it's uh, conservationally useless it's 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 extinct you yeah, know if yeah. there's a few left but the it went extinct in 1936 but for an animal to to become extinct it needs to be not sighted for 50 years so it actually didn't become extinct till the 80s yes, like 1986 yeah. yeah 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 so um but the best bit of footage i've ever seen was of an animal running through i think in the 70s running through a caravan park and in my mind it was no doubt a thylacine Okay. So I, I I still believe they lived up until the eighties, um, survived. But who knows now? Um, you know, it's I hope they do. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 it's not like cryptozoology, like Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster. This was an animal that actually existed. That's why we were talking exactly about cryptozoology. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> well, like with cryptozoology, you know, it's like Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, and stuff. You know, there's there's no there's no proof that these ever existed. But with a thylacine, it was a living, breathing animal. Oh, we for know sure. That. Yeah, yeah. And it's you know whether it exists or not, it's still. We yeah. do know it did exist. I mean, Bigfoot. There was. There's. There's no fossils of any apes in North America. So, mm. actually, I have a mate in the US that sent us um, sent me a video that him and his mates made uh, a Bigfoot video for the fun of it. Oh yeah, a guy dressed up in a black sort of you know sort of suit and yeah. went trudging through the um, forest and they filmed it. And the next thing you know, apparently the US news like years back started cycling it on their media. Oh, Bigfoot sighting and stuff, and just like <laughs> it's that dudes easy, messing eh? around in it's the backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's so alluring because people always want to grab it. People just naturally want to believe that things exist. Oh, hey, I think well, it's a Bigfoot's natural human thing. Bigfoot's a celebrity now. You mm. know, it's a big thing. But the the Patterson video, which was the very first video of Bigfoot, you see him walking through the creek bed and he looks looks around. Yeah, he looks back at the camera almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does. Yeah, and I mean, that, that was made to be a hoax and it was come out that no we just said it was a hoax we didn't want to do this and stuff like that I mean there's a lot of interesting things about that video because you can actually see muscles moving in the body and stuff like that and it's like this was very elaborate mm. suit for that time mm. but you know I, I, I think Bigfoot is 
uh, yeah, a bit of a stretch. Oh, Marketing. yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The, the same with um, the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, same. When that sort of came same out. Same deal, yeah. Mm. yeah. I think yeah. they, they stabilised the foot, that, that old footage mm. and then it really does look like a guy in a suit. Oh, absolutely. You know, just walking. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, well, that's that's what it was. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the Loch Ness Monster, you know, the famous surgeon's photo, which is, you know, the black and white one you see, that was a, a submarine with a thing glued on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah now oh, you, for you sure. go there and you can... The, the souvenir shops sell oh, out of Loch Ness. People go yeah. specifically there just to you know try and get sightings and that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've done yeah. like they've tried to do sonar stuff under the yeah. water and like mm, yeah. any big body that oh, they find, they're like <gasps> searched and you know there, there's yeah. been a few little inconsistencies that pop up. But yeah, yeah. What what amazes me more is the the deep ocean areas like the the Mariana mm. Trench and stuff. Where there's yep. species that have not been discovered. Oh, absolutely. And other, they say only 10% of the ocean's been seven. explored. Seven? Yep. Yeah. So oh, that's that's fucking crazy. So that's so scary. Yeah. Well, yeah. the Mariana Trench is the deepest point in the ocean. The Challenger Deep inside the Mariana Trench is the deepest. It's um, 11,000 uh, metres. Okay. Yeah, I think is that is that the deepest point yeah, in the ocean? Yeah, twenty two thousand feet. I think it's something. Oh, maybe more, but it's. I think it's eleven eleven something thousand feet. And he's bringing it up. Mariana's. Yeah, trench. it's a challenge today. Mariana Trench. What? An average of two hundred kilometers, one hundred twenty-four miles. Oh no, sorry. That's no, that that'll be the uh, yeah that yeah yeah. I think it's about eleven thousand eleven k's. Which does, it doesn't sound a lot, but it it is. Oh, it would well, be. They, yeah, they, it's the cruising altitude of a of a commercial mm, airplane. So. Well, like we've travelled further in space, allegedly, yeah. than we have <laughs> down the the bottom of the ocean. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We know more about the surface of the moon, apart from the alien bases and whatnot. <laughs> but um, than we do our, <laughs> our oceans. Yeah, I mean, look, look no further for alien life than our ocean. I mean, absolutely. you look at. They have like sonar luminescence, like they actually generate their own light oh, source yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. Down absolutely, there. there's sea jellies down there. Yeah, there we are. 11,000 meters. Yeah. yeah, spot on. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, ah, uh, yeah. You go down there. They're, they they find new species all the time. You know, they they're they're not big species, but in saying that, there's we're still finding big new species in the ocean. Mm. Like we've, in the past decade, we found new species of whale. It's mm. like how have they eluded us for so long? Yeah. Yeah. I just find it amazing, like some of those fish and, um, like, like you're saying, even small, tiny things, mm. but they've got like, lights on them. Yeah. yeah. And they're like see through, mm. just like yeah. literally it's, looking like alien oh, creatures. Yeah, yeah. bioluminescence yeah. is, is f- awesome, man. Like, yeah. you see these sea jellies and they're just like rippling with like rainbow colors and stuff like they're that. They're like holograms, yeah. like holographic yeah. almost. It's like you, you, could, you could invent these things, you know? There's, there's an algae they're found off Tasmania, New Zealand that just light up like Avatar, light up mm. the beaches like fluorescent blue. Mm. You can invent these animals. And some of them like camouflage with the seabed and oh, you yeah. can't oh, see them. Oh, you see what cuttlefish can do. Yeah. Octopus, mm. you know, they're just fucking... What if you could combine, like extract some of that biological, those mm. biological elements, and then put them in like aircraft and things? Oh, the army probably would. Well, yeah, definitely. They, I think they did that in movies. They took something from an octopus and put it into mm. like a suit of some kind. And yeah, yeah. Shape shifting cloak <laughs> and all that. Well, stuff. that's yeah. why the uh, 
uh, Indominus Rex on Jurassic World could camouflage because he had cuttlefish shit in him. Mm, so yeah. that's why I he could change color. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but cuttlefish and octopus and those cephalopods, they don't just change their color. They can change texture of their skin and stuff like that. Mm. It's, it's What's that other one where you, it, whatever it touches, it adapts to that color of whatever it's touching? I think there's, there's one of those... Yeah, I think that's an octopus no, actually. No, chameleon. Oh no, chameleon. No, no, no. Oh. Oh, well, that too. But yeah, um, mm. chameleons don't necessarily change their color for camouflage. They change them for mood. Um, you know, if they're attracting something, and what they're called, the cells are called chromatophores, and they're uh, pigment cells that um, kind of, if you know, those little pop-up umbrellas that you get in cocktails. Mm-hmm. They're like that, but different colors, and they can pop them up whenever they want. Different colors, primary colors, and stuff like that to, you know, change their colors. Like, so if you see an animal changing color, it's probably due to chromatophores. It's really cool cells. Like, it, it goes very deep. Like, yeah, look it up. They're, they're amazing little things. Yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting for cloaking technology, <laughs> which well, probably is around Potter, already. Um, Invisibility cloak. <laughs> is, is the blue whale still the biggest animal on uh, Earth? Yeah, absolutely. The big the blue whale is the biggest animal that has ever, ever existed. Via weight, arguably the Argentinosaurus was longer, but via weight, you know, nearly two hundred thousand metric ton. Mm. No, not two hundred thousand. Two hundred metric metric ton. What was it? Two hundred thousand. Fuck, I can't remember. I'm a bit mm. pissed, but anyway. It was long, you know, thirty-three meters long, hundred over hundred feet. Mm. It's it, it, it is huge. You know. Yeah. The, the, the one thing, because like I've always known, that, you know, the blue whale to be the biggest, but it felt like it was only well when I was young, you know, let's say twenty, maybe thirty years ago, when the I think the whale shark. Mm. Now, to me, it almost feels like the whale shark was like recently discovered. Um, or has it been around for the, ages? The as whale well? shark was discovered a long time ago. Maybe the megamouth was only found in was only discovered in the sixties. Mm. The megamouth, um, the whale shark. I mean, has been known to science for quite a while. Yeah, okay. but it's the biggest fish that ever. Ex- oh, not ever existed. One, no, there was bigger fish. Um, megalodon, obviously. Megalodon, okay. <laughs> <Carried> megalodon. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whale sharks. Yeah, it's, it's been around. Megamouth is something else. That's so a you know still a big shark. You know, six meters. But that mm-hmm. was only first discovered in the sixties, I think. Yeah. Is it, is it right that a shark is a fish and an orca is a dolphin? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. an orca is the uh, largest member of the dolphin family. Yeah, and yeah, the um, killer whales for people out there. Yeah, yeah, killer yeah. whales or orca rhinus orca. Because mm-hmm. you know. that, that's an, that's another real sad thing is the um. The orcas and stuff that they've had in captivity. I think there's, there's, there's even sea one of world. people don't even want to yeah, go in. Sea world. I think there's there's one now just sitting by itself in a tank yeah. down in San Diego. Is it San Diego or Florida? Uh, one of those places. Yeah, yeah. somewhere. Yeah. See, like the the or- orcas are so intelligent, it is unbelievable. They live in social family groups. You know, the aunties look after the calves. The um, the grandmothers, everything. They're a very social animal. And to get an animal so intelligent and so social and having it in a tank by itself is, you it know, just it's, it's just immoral. Final, yeah. And um, there is no actual cases of orcas killing people in the wild. But in captivity, they kill their trainers all the time. Yeah. Tillicum's killed a fair few people. He was... um. Uh, 
you know, he's been around for ages, two of them, and he's killed, I think, two or three of his handlers. So because they become bored, they start yeah. resenting their trainers. They're so smart. They don't want to be in captivity anymore. Mm. They'll, they'll just kill people. And in the wild, they don't do it. Yeah. So you know. it's not their natural environment. So they're oh, going to they're no going to be stressed and yeah. re- so react to that. They, they've banned they banned them now, haven't they? It's certain like, places they have. Yeah. yeah, certain places are banned, but uh, it's it still goes on with dolphins even as well. Yeah, exactly. Dolphins yeah. are mm. arguably as smart as we are. You know. Mm. So no, I, I just found it really sad because like the um the, the sea. Well, I can't remember San Diego, or Florida, where it's been shut down. They've shut down. Yeah. The uh, the orca display stuff, but it still just sits in the tank. Yeah, and really the only, because they can't release it back into the wild, no, it's just, they literally have to leave yeah, it there till it dies. Pretty much, it's just yeah. fucking sad. Well, mm. that Sea World came out with statistics like, oh, orcas only live to thirty years in the wild; they live longer in captivity. But it was completely debunked when they found an orca that was over a hundred years old in the wild. Mm. You know, so and they're like, oh, one in, it was like one in four orcas in the wild will have the droopy fin. You know, you see, like, yeah, Free yeah. Willy had it. But that's not true at all. That's happens much more, like, it's much more, more common, rare. Common, yeah. yeah, I mean, in the wild, like, it just doesn't happen. It's due to, you know, depression, uh, vitamin deficiencies, things like that, you know, and they try and cover it up with these bullshit statistics. But in actual fact, these are, you know, very intelligent animals that are just being pretty much tortured. They're yeah. in jail. Mm. Every time I go to a zoo, it's always bittersweet. It's like, oh, animals, and then you look at them like the orangutan, and I'm like, oh, I feel sad. I mean, you you look into an orangutan's eyes, or any of those great apes, and they see the world like we see it, you know, they, it, you can relate to them so much, but zoos are bittersweet, I, I, mm. I, I get that, but a lot of people are like, oh, they're keeping the animals prisoner, they're doing this and that, but I mean, I've actually um, got a real respect for what zoos do because there has been so many breeding programs from zoos that have brought animals back from extinction you know i mean perth zoo alone uh the western swamp turtle uh there was only 32 of them left at one stage in one lake and just from perth zoo alone their breeding programs and stuff has brought it completely back from extinction it was the most endangered reptile on earth pretty much and now it's 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 not it's doing all right. The numbers are doing fine. Mm. Um, I think uh, the animals that we have in our zoos are like ambassadors for the rest of the animals, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they're in captivity. Yeah, it, it, it can be depressing, but <clears throat> look at the ultimate outcome from that. They're educating people. They're getting people passionate about animals. They are having breeding programs, things like that. And the majority of the animals in our zoos are born in captivity. <clears throat> so they don't know any better. Mm. And I mean, when you uh, anthropomorphize an animal, so you put human traits into an animal, you start getting a bit defensive about it. Like a tiger, for example, in a zoo, you go, oh, it, it wants to be free. It wants to be roaming around the jungle. It wants to be doing its thing. But you don't know that. You don't know that every day it has to go out searching for miles for food and hunting if it didn't have to do that, would it necessarily be unhappy? Mm. You know, you, you yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. that. Yeah. You know, it, it one injury out hunting can cause its demise. You know, it can get an infection if it, if it if it attacks a samba deer and the samba deer horns it and it causes an injury, it'd be the demise of that animal. When it's in captivity, it doesn't have that pressure anymore. Mm. 
would that could that necessarily mean it's unhappy? You know, we mm. don't, we don't know. Mm. I'm not saying it's good having them in captivity. Or I'm just saying, is it necessarily? Do we know they're unhappy? Yeah, I guess it's definitely another trait that humans have. Uh, we sort of have this ego that we know best. Yeah, exactly. For the animal, Absolutely. or we, we, like you said, when you anthropomorphize it, you, you tend to look at it through the lens of a human. Exactly. Yeah. When, when the natural fact, it could be really grateful yeah. in a way, or it, maybe. It, it, yeah, well, yeah. Exactly. We don't know. Yeah, do we? we don't know. I mean, yeah. and and it's like if there was a tiger in a fenced off area that had all the food it ha- it, it could eat. Would it roam for miles to be free and frolic in the wild? Mm. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't. If the food's there, they'll eat it. They don't walk for miles and miles every day just for the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're looking for food. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, you know, animals should be free. Don't get me wrong; they should be free. But don't look at a zoo and say, "Oh, oh it's in captivity. It's in captivity. Mm. This yeah. is this is horrible." When in actual fact, we don't know if it's horrible because mm. they can't talk to us and tell us that it's horrible. Yeah. And what they're doing ultimately, uh, majority of zoos is, is good breeding programs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There, there have been some stories of zoos in other countries that have mistreated animals oh, yeah. a lot. I mean, like I've never been to a zoo in another country, but at least, like I think Australia, the zoos in Australia do a very good pro. Like, like you say, rehabilit- um, yeah, doing the animals and stuff. Yeah, back. yeah. I mean, I've I've been overseas and I've seen shocking zoos, mate. Unbelievable. Like, like where about whereabouts would be? Um, I've seen ones in Malaysia. Mm. I saw one in where was it? Uh, I saw one in Borneo that was pretty bad. Um. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. That that there there are bad ones out there, absolutely. Mm. But these are the ones that are sort of off grid and aren't, don't classify them as they're not on like the uh, zoological grid, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. they're not part of that big zoological family. Yeah. They're just like these little wildlife parks that you know someone's, catch someone's private collection. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, and and I remember when. Uh, we're doing Bearcat of Borneo. It was the only documentary that I never actually found the quest animal in the wild. Uh, so we went to this uh, wildlife park where they had one, a Bearcat, and we'll film it. we we had to pay a lot of money to film this this thing, like, mm. and waiting around for hours to get into the enclosure with it. And it's just this concrete little thing for it, and it was just it was just horrible, you know. Mm. But I mean, Perth Zoo. Don't get me wrong, great zoo, stuff like that. But, man, those orangutans, I swear they get out every year. Every year one of them's found wandering around the, the, the park. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, I mean, it's my only criticism with Perth Zoo is you get an animal that is so intelligent and it's pretty much on a bit of scaffolding. Mm, yeah. You know, I, mean, well, I remember the, the orangutan enclosure at Perth Zoo years ago used to be, you know, like you were saying, it's almost like a concrete type thing with a few hoops in that. Mm. But I think now they've, because they, they moved them from where they originally were and they built this nice big, yeah, but, like, almost like a fortress type thing for them to play in. But at the same time, it's not the it's, natural type Yeah, thing. not for something like every time an ape is in captivity, they, not every time, but most of the times, they become very aggressive. They, like, for example, when people have pet chimpanzees, stuff like that, majority of the time they have to get rid of them because they become big. 
they're strong, seven times the strength of a normal man, and they start resenting being in captivity, just like the orcas. Like, you know, that woman on Oprah had her whole face taken off, her hands yeah. taken yeah, off yeah, by yeah. a chimpanzee, you know? That's what, that's what happens, you know? You get animals that are so intelligent where they know they're being held captive and they resent it. Mm. Mm. I remember um, over Tronga Park Zoo in Sydney. Uh, that's my favourite zoo to go to because from the um, giraffe enclosure, you can actually look over and see the whole Bay of Sydney. But um, my favourite animal, and now this is going to sound my favourite animal to see in a zoo, not that I like it to be in a zoo, mm. but the silverback gorillas. <clears throat> and like they're yeah. probably one of my favourite animals, the silverback yeah. gorilla. Yeah. And there was one... Um, at Tronga Zoo, and there was a lot of lot of tourists around. So people, you know, groups, lots sort of Asian groups coming around, you know, just taking photos and stuff. There's this one gorilla sitting up against the glass, and he's just he's got his back there. And I just I just sat there, like I wasn't there taking photos. I didn't have a camera. I was just literally just sitting there next to him while people, you know, taking photos. And he'd sort of he'd look over his shoulder, he'd look at me, and he'd sort of look back. And we just sat, almost just sat there yeah. for like half yeah. an hour, just you know, just having this eye to eye contact with yeah. this silverback. Yeah. And like you know, those animals are just there's oh. something about them that they they know exactly what's going on. Absolutely, mm. Mm, uh, yeah. silverback gorillas. I mean, well, gorilla silverbacks just a dominant male. Mm. Um, they're unbelievable. The most majestic animal you ever see. And I mean, out of the great apes, out of orangutans, bonobos, chimpanzees, and gorillas. Uh, gorillas are quite quite gentle animals, you know. Mm. Even the big silverbacks can weigh between 130 and 220 kilograms, you know. And they stand; they only stand six feet tall, so that is a lot of muscle and mass mm. behind mm. the thing. Dense, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. At, at the same time, like I started to feel this real sort of sadness as well. Like yeah. I almost I got choked up as well after just sitting yeah, there with absolutely. this animal, and yeah. just something in his eyes just made it say like he didn't want to be there. Oh, I was just like oh, I want to break this glass and let him out. Oh, like, and, and, <laughs> and oh, oh, he probably could, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell yeah. you what, they're that strong, hey? They're yeah. bloody insane. They, they're 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 just their bicep alone could measure like twenty seven inches. Mm. Bodybuilders these days, maybe twenty three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. giant. It's really sad seeing the. Uh, the habitat in Borneo, like uh, through the deforestation, mm. de- deforestation for oh. palm oil and stuff. Um, yeah, like you, you, sometimes when you're driving, you, you'll see just they're just walking literally on the street, yeah. like crossing the road and stuff, and then basically their homes have been demolished. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, anybody that flies into KL or flies into Kota Kinabalu in Borneo, you'll see it. You'll see just endless endless green and you're like oh it's jungle and it's like nah that ain't jungle it's palm oil plantations, plantations. yeah it is yeah. it's insane because mm. you know I've, I've i've flown in there dozens of times every time i look out the window i i tear up i look mm. out and go holy shit that is a lot and that that would have all been natural rainforest that's been completely destroyed for palm oil. Yeah. Mm. And it, it, it's, it's insane. And it's, it's like nothing really lives in those palm oil plantations. When they do, orangutan stuff like that, they eat the palm oil, the, the, the nuts, and they get shot for it. Yeah. So mm. it is. it will be the demise, and it has been the demise of our natural rainforests. I mean, these natural rainforests in Malaysia especially are the oldest rainforests on the planet, and they're purely being destroyed for palm oil, mm. it, it's depressing. Yeah, I mean, like I've I've friends that are you know very advocates for the anti palm oil type thing, 
And for me, like I knew about it, but I sort of didn't take too much notice of it till I was flying into KL and mm. looking out the window and just looked down and went, what the fuck is yeah. that? I just could mm. not believe it's it. It's insane, isn't yeah. it? It looks like, so once unnatural. You see it, yeah. oh, as far as the eye can see, yeah. it's, it's like it, it is, it's like an ocean of palm oil and palm oil is in everything, man. Like yeah. anything, like even cleaning products. Palm oil in it, you know, yeah, you eat yeah. biscuits, everything, palm oil, palm oil, palm oil. It's like, fuck, give me a break. Yeah, it's the most uh, highly demanded vegetable oh, oil absolutely. out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good thing KFC stopped using, using palm oil a couple of years ago. Yeah. They're using, um, not sure what they're using, like some other vegetable type oil. Yeah, I but mean. Yeah, KFC is palm oil free now. So yeah. Shout out well, to KFC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good on you, KFC. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing, you know, there's... Just put more stuff in your Twister wraps, please. More salad, please. <laughs> but, like, so there is a lot of alternatives to palm oil there as well is. that Absolutely. a lot of people try and promote. But you get these, the big companies where, you know, they're not going to bat an eyelid at that sort of shit. Mm. Well, I mean, if it's that, if it's just a slightly bit more expensive to use a different oil but times that by like a billion it adds up to a lot of money so they wouldn't do it it's all profit based obviously it's all corporate Mm -hmm. profit based at the end of the day it is so hard because it isn't in so much stuff and and to boycott it um, is to make a dent in boycotting it in that company you need a lot of people to stop using it you Mm -hmm. know It's, it's like you know, when the buying stops, the the killing can too. That's what they say. But yeah. it, it will make a you need a lot of people to boycott it for it to actually make make some change. Yeah. yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I think WWF are really trying to kind of spearhead yeah. more aware awareness of, of that happening. Yeah, point here. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because you look at the the actual graphs, like the topical graphs of. Um, or the maps of, of the actual rainforest. It's actually, it's really, it's coming in closer oh. now and it's getting smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller. I saw one the other day that was uh, Borneo and uh, the forest now compared to 50 years ago and it's just, mm. man, there's hardly any left. Yeah. And I mean, well, I guess the other way around it is to make it sustainable somehow. Yeah. But to, 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 to grow, you know, little, uh, smaller areas of it, but then you still eventually... It, it's, it's very hard yeah. to make something sustainable when the population of humans are becoming so large, mm. you know, like yeah. uh, um, sustainably our planet is built to sustainably have maybe less than a billion people. Yeah. Now there's seven and a half billion people and it's growing and growing and growing. How, how do you... Uh, like how, how can you stop that? Yeah, you know it's 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 just it's inevitable that we fucked this planet up. We already have. It's mm. it, there's there's irreversible things that we've done to this planet, um, but not all hope is lost. Mm. You know, like there's and and I mean a lot of people donate money to these uh, foundations, things like that. Whereas m- most of the time, when you donate to a foundation. They actually don't see penny one of it, you know. Mm. That, that's a given, but it actually takes one individual to bring an animal back from exist back from extinction back into existence. Like mm. there is a numerous accounts of just one guy that's been passionate about one species and has brought it back from extinction. Yeah, you know, it doesn't take these big foundations; it's just one person's passion. Yeah. Is that actually funny? Because um, a while ago, I did stumble across a story about some no, millionaire or billionaire that wants to fly like. Um, 
rhinos and stuff from Africa into a sanctuary somewhere in WA. Yeah. Like, he wants to build this big sanctuary, bring over rhinos, elephants and stuff from, I suppose, South Africa, Sahari type thing, and Mm -hmm. put them in WA. Because WA and South Africa have a very similar environment. They do. Some things, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, very similar uh, terrain, climate... Uh, topo- topography is very similar and um, mm. what that'll do is because poaching uh, for rhino horn and stuff like that is, is rampant over there yeah. over here not so much so yeah. they will be safe here you know even in uh, wildlife parks and sanctuaries in Africa they, they break in they still shoot them and stuff like that over here you know they've got a fighting chance yeah I think it's just the logistics of trying to fly a bunch of elephants and yeah. rhinos over <laughs> yeah I mean uh, do it was, was that movie um, Dumbo Drop yeah Dumbo Drop yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> shit I've got to download that yeah. I haven't seen that in a while which was the rhino that recently went extinct was it the white uh, that was the uh, western white rhino mm. I believe but the uh, they became extinct in Cambodia very uh, and they last uh, Sumatran rhino in Borneo has pretty much become extinct within the last few years as well. So. Yeah, that sounds. But do, do you yeah. find it so? Like we, we kind of we do dwell on a lot of animals that do go extinct, but like at the same time we say that new species do get discovered. Do you think that there's a sort of well a balance? Well, the th- the thing is, just because we're discovering doesn't mean they've just appeared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so they've always been there. Uh, just because we're discovering just means we're naming them. So, like, uh, one animal becomes extinct every 20 seconds on this planet. Becomes extinct. And that these animals that have been here for millions and millions of years, and they're becoming extinct within one every 20 seconds. And they, these are insects from ants to this to that. Mm. Um, but it doesn't mean new animals are being created every 20 seconds. You know, you, how can you create an animal? It's, it's still there, so... Uh, just because we're discovering new species doesn't mean that they are uh, they've just appeared you know they've been here for a long time Mm. but we're just naming them pretty much yeah they they, they just managed to fly under the radar yeah exactly I mean there's that Lord Howe stick insect we were talking about how that was thought to have been extinct in I think 1920 Mm. but actually it was just on an island hiding out the (laughs) the tree lobster I think tree lobster yeah yeah that's right yeah Um, yeah that's that's awesome that's what's uh, called uh, known as the Lazarus taxon, uh, the Lazarus effect, uh, where an animal has been thought to be extinct and then shown up later in the fossil history. Perfect example is the coelacanth, uh, which is a fish. You know, it's a big fish, five feet long, um, thought to be extinct uh, 85 million years ago, and then uh, I think it was in the 1930s, one was dredged up off the coast of Africa. You know, it was being sold in a fish market. Yeah, and these animals—it's it's like finding a dinosaur, you yeah. know. And, and so every now and now and again, you get animals that have been declared extinct that rock up in the fossil history. And yeah, I, I love that. Like the thylacine, maybe you know, mm, thought yeah. to be extinct. Yeah, do, you, yeah. do you think if humans weren't here, animals would end up having a similar population problem that we see with humans? Um, or it, it do, dep- can animals sort of? develop their own sort of equilibrium with yeah, other animals. I mean yeah. uh, it's like what Darwin said was survival of the fittest that's not necessarily true it's survival of the most adaptable alright so you get animals that are so specialised in their diet the way they live um, where they will be the first ones to go um, it's animals like rats and stuff like that if there were no humans then 
something else would have taken its place. There would be a dominant species on this earth. Whether or not they were so, you know, relaxed on killing and destroying land, mm. who, who who knows? But if there wasn't any humans, trust me, the earth would be a lot better off. I mean, seven and a half billion of us. If there was seven and a half billion of anything on this planet, we'd be culling them. Mm. You know? <laughs> like great, great white sharks, for example. How many great white sharks do you think there are on this planet? Just out of curiosity. Twelve. Do you think it's bigger or less than we think? Well, I'd they, say a couple of thousand, maybe. A couple of thousand, but is that a lot for an animal? No, not exactly. at all. Yeah, they well, done yeah. surveys and they reckon there's about three and a half thousand. So you're pretty close. Yeah, okay. Three and a half thousand of one animal, and they're protected, right? Protected species, which we, we can't kill them. Then there's this bullshit anecdotal evidence from abalone fishermen and stuff like that. Going, oh fuck, the populations of oh we've increased, we've seen them, and then there's politicians going, oh yeah, maybe they have. Let's start killing them. You put them on the protected species list so they can grow in numbers. Yeah. The moment they start growing in numbers, let's kill them. And it's got no scientific backing to it. It's anecdotal, which means mm. it's just but, random But the people. governments can back it with a shark attack that happens once every oh, blue moon. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 all right. Humans kill 100 million sharks each year. Sharks kill maybe 7 to 12 each year. Mm-hmm. Occasionally... The ocean takes something back. We take that much from them. Mm. Occasionally, it takes something back, and we cut the shits about it. Yeah. You know, fucking twelve people. <laughs> I no, mean, but see, if, if the beaches were, cl- if they closed the beaches, those r- seaside restaurants couldn't get people there to sell their food, <laughs> and the beaches would be empty, and the restaurants would run oh, out of money. And <laughs> oh fuck, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Let's let's send a convoy out. Let's yeah. kill them. Plus, like, what did you say? Like thirty five hundred in in the vast ocean. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, no, that's, that's, not, nothing, that's nothing. That is, yeah. I mean, th- th- that was the the low sort of region of it, but mm. but it it could 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 accurate yeah but that that is insane if there was i mean for example giant pandas they've just been taken off the endangered species list Mm -hmm. and now there's i think when they were the most endangered there was 1600 of them and how much did the world cry out about that giant pandas let's save the pandas 1600 3500 of them of great white sharks nobody gives a shit Mm. you know or they eat people yeah. It is that rare that they eat people. You can pretty much say they don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. more people are killed by coconuts falling on the head, falling into dishwashers, vending machines falling on them, <laughs> dogs, ants, yeah. bees. You know, than they are mm. sharks. Yeah. It's it's just. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is that is legitimately crazy to me. Mm. Fucking morons. Yeah. But it, I think the. As well as that, it's it's the media's power to, to sensationalize those deaths as well. Like, I mean, oh, they were horrible. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, I think if you focus on one thing, I mean, it, you can make the issue out to be a lot worse than it actually is. I mean, any human death is an absolute tragedy. Mm. Don't get me wrong by that. Absolute tragedy. But the thing is, most of these people that have been killed by sharks, their family do not wish for those sharks to be hunted and killed. Hmm. I think I only saw one in maybe the past five years that said, oh, we might need to kill them. One out of, you know, a few. Hmm. 
Because mm. most of the times it's like, fuck. Well, you, you, you mm. find it because a lot of them, well, mainly surfers that go out get yeah. dumb sharks. And you'll find a lot of those surfing people are people that respect the ocean. Absolutely. And to them, almost getting killed, eaten by a shark while surfing is like the glory, you know? Yeah. That's how they went out. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they're in the ocean. They love the ocean. Why would they want... They're in the, they, they understand they're, they're in, in the ocean. Yeah. They're in a, a completely different element. And, yeah, most of the time they go, yeah, fuck. I mean, I mean like, I love the ocean. I respect the ocean. The ocean takes me takes my life or oh, let's fucking destroy it mm. yeah fucking <laughs> bullshit but you can have as many kids as you want and just overpopulate <laughs> the world and it's God fine yeah. <laughs> do what Japan does and just you know they're, they're doing they're doing they're doing alright yeah I mean radiation's doing a lot of it but Fukushima <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but like you know yeah population control is is a big thing. I mean, we're running rampant. You know when David Attenborough was a kid? When he was born, there was less than two billion people on this planet? Oh, there may have been less than a billion. Um, it was something ridiculous. Oh, 91 years ago, seven and a half of us. So, okay, well, so if, if the population is a major issue, there's obviously the talk about the population control. Mm-hmm. But then that would mean we're still stuck with, what, seven billion people. Yeah, but, uh, but I mean... Is there a difference, do you reckon, between the control and, say, a reduction? Yeah, because uh, a, a human dies every, I think, four seconds or yeah, something like that. Seconds, yeah, three or four seconds a person dies. If we can if we can just get that a little bit under the rate of people dying to the ratio of being born, mm. you know, we're laughing. Mm. And it would take a few years, but not as long as you'd think. I mean, Japan has seen the their, their population in Japan is reducing. And they reckon within something like 90 years, in the rate they're gone, there'll be none of them left. Mm. But, but, I mean, I'm not saying that's the right way, because obviously don't want, we don't want to extinct Japan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, like, you know, they're going in the right direction. You know, there yeah. needs to be some more control, because it's, it, I'm not denying women or anything like this, saying, no, you shouldn't have a kid. Every woman has a right to have a kid. Mm. Uh, the, the privilege of having it doesn't mean that they should have fucking six of the things mm. you know well in, in a way men are more responsible than women are because <laughs> well, they're yeah. the ones that fucking shoot them up we, we got the hose <laughs> we got the hose mate yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean like but yeah it's true it's it's not not about reduction like you say but it's curbing the, the exponential yeah. rise yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. let's just slow it down a little you know take mm. it easy a bit you know yeah. but it's it's not necessarily and I don't I'm, I'm you know I'm not being racist or anything like that it's mm. not, it's it's not the Western world it it is but it's other that that other countries that lack that contraception and stuff yeah, like that and yeah. it's not their fault no at all it's just they just lack that they don't yeah. have the, they don't have the education behind yeah they don't have it. the education they yeah, don't have yeah. the supplies to do yeah. that sort of thing you know? you, you'll find as well even in Western places it's usually the lower socioeconomic exactly. sort of demographic yeah. for the pump and our kids and they're the know? ones that mm. shouldn't be, be mm. I mean. <laughs> not, I don't want to sound horrible. I no, don't no. want to sound horrible, no, but no. it's like, yeah. you know, have have a kid, have two kids, don't have five of them, yeah. especially if you can't afford to have them, and you yeah. taxpayers pay for it. Yeah. I, I seriously can't believe you, know, you get the stories coming out like family has like seven kids yeah. or twelve. It's like, where, how the fuck do you fucking yeah. have twelve kids? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how, how, how do you physically do? 
Yeah. My girlfriend's got a puppy. It's, that's hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> There's three of us looking after the fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. You've got to put seven of those through college and Yeah, and, and yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, you don't. The, the, the government, the taxpayers do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just like putting a strain on the whole fucking well, exactly. the economy too. Yeah, again. exactly. Yeah. Now, do you think it's possible to repopulate another planet, say Mars? Um, yeah, but what you got to understand with Mars is Mars is minus 80 degrees, or minus 50 to minus 80 degrees. It's very cold. Mm. No atmosphere that we can breathe. So if you can build big enough... Well, I mean... So you want you want to fuck up one planet and go to another one, <laughs> fuck that up. Like, you know, that, 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 that's the way I'm looking at it. It's like fix yeah. this one first. Mm. All right, don't just go. Oh, I'm done with that one. Mm. Yeah, we fucked this one up. Let's go fuck this one up. <laughs> I'm actually amazed at the amount of waste. Like, where does garbage go? It gets incinerated, obviously, or, or dumped. Mm, nah, but it's like waste dumps, pretty much, isn't it? Most well, th- th- there's a giant floating bit of. Plastic, plastic, rubbish, yeah, yeah. the size of Texas, <laughs> yeah. floating around the Pacific in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, get done with that first before mm. we start doing dropping that shit on other planets. Well, that's why mm. the, the Japanese are trying to research, you know, that um, bacteria that eats plastic. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds good. I mean, they've got trawlers that they've invented. I think some kid in high school invented this thing. It's like a skimmer box that floats around and sucks shit up, but. You know, like it's 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 hit and miss. Recycling, we recycle a lot of stuff, but the energy it takes to run the recycling plants might be more than what it's actually saving recycling stuff. Yeah, it's 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 all yeah. You know, it's very. It's almost like there was like there was a lot of um, like less care such like years ago that has now just caught up. Yeah. Caught up with the planet and yeah, oh, binding us in the air. Yeah, ass. now we're well, suddenly just sitting around going, oh, well, it, we fucked it. What do yeah, we do? And it's inevitable. I mean, mm-hmm. Germany, for example, Germany's doing amazing with renewable energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, insane. Mm-hmm. They're doing so well. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of debate oh, climate change doesn't exist. It's, it's a fallacy, stuff like this. But regardless whether it does or whether it doesn't exist, I mean, my opinion, it does. That's what, you know, everyone's got their opinions. Um, regardless of whether it exists or whether it doesn't, what is wrong in being greener anyway? Yeah. Mm, you yeah. know, if it, if it's a big fallacy anyway and it's bullshit, blah, 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 who cares? Do things more environmentally friendly anyway. Why, why do we need uh, it to be completely broken before we start fixing it, you know? Mm, so, mm, mm. and I mean, like, at the ocean supplies the majority of our oxygen it's true plankton and stuff like that things the ocean supplies us the majority of the oxygen that we breathe rainforests do as well destroy them and what do you do to yourself yeah you, you, you're destroying yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. you're suffocating yourself yeah so what, what like even if even if it's a fallacy Fuck! I agree with pretending that it that it does exist, just so you can save them. Mm. Yeah, even because yeah, um, yeah. there was been plans in WA as well for those uh, what thermal turbine type things, mm. where they it's like a, a long cylinder that sits upright, and the heat from the earth because Australia is hot, obviously, and yeah. the heat as it rises it turns those turbines. Yeah. So I think like I think there there are innovations that are out there. People are trying to push, but again, you know, big businesses and obviously the money it would cost to change from 
whatever the oil, coal, whatever they're using mm. to a new infrastructure, probably yeah. in their mind outweighs Absolutely. the cost to do it. Absolutely. I mean, like, what really pisses me off is it's like like those like the wind farms and stuff like that. Oh, it makes too much noise. It's an eyesore. It's like, well, what would you rather see? A couple of windmills popping out of the ground or a fucking giant hole in the fucking ground? Yeah. <laughs> destroying the the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, who, who cares if it's an eyesore? You know, people... Saving the fucking earth. Yeah. There's like a lot of people seem to live in the now. And yeah. like, oh, well, we don't want to see that now because I'm happy with the way things are. Yeah. I'm not thinking about... You know, future generations. Yeah, maybe generations down when kids are running around with their computer implants and oh, stuff, man. having big turbines and stuff in the sky is going to look good to yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, man, I go to the shops. I see a, a kid. I must be what a year sitting there playing on an iPad on a phone or whatever. Like, what, what the hell? Do you, how does he know how yeah. to do that? You know, made, like, made by a kid his age in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah tied to the factory floor. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, I, I, I want to get, I want my kids and my grandkids to be able to see elephants in the wild. I want mm. them to be able to see orangutans in the wild. Mm. The rate I'm going, they won't. Yeah. Orangutans will be gone in the next 50 years, and that's pretty... That's quite certain that they will. Mm. Elephants, you know, 90 elephants are killed each day just for their tusks alone. Mm. That's crazy. Nine football fields or 19, one of the two. Probably, I'll start, go 19, it sounds more dramatic. 19 <laughs> football fields <laughs> yeah. of jungle is bulldozed in the Amazon every day. Mm. Mm. Well, 19 football fields is the length of a US military aircraft carrier, isn't it? Nah. 19 football fields? 19. 19 yeah. football fields, that's about... More like... Mm. No. One. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the deck of an aircraft carrier is fucking yeah. huge. Not 19 football fields, that's 19 acres, that's a humongous. 19. That's a very big ship. Hey, who? Yeah, oh, oh, are you, are you t- oh, I thought you were talking about... A f- nah, sorry, mate. I thought you were talking about the uh, actual aeroplane. Like, that's a big aeroplane. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, cargo ship, yeah. yeah that's cargo probably ship, about maybe. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Personal question, though. Would you have kids? Like, uh, are you... Um, yeah, I... I always wanted kids when mm-hmm. I was when I was when I was actually like maybe oh, six or seven years ago. I was determined I wanted kids. Mm-hmm. I always wanted them, but then I got to my age now, and I was like, you know, if it happened, I would, I would, I would, I would love it. Mm-hmm. But if it didn't, I wouldn't be bummed. If you know what I mean, I wouldn't be yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh shit, you know, I don't have kids because like, you know, I'm a warrior. I worry a lot about like I've got a dog and I worry about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. If I had a kid, it would just be like nonstop worrying. Yeah. If I was overseas doing animal stuff, I'd be nonstop worrying. Mm. And you know, I never wanted a lot of kids, but you know, maybe one or two. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if if it happens, it happens. If it didn't, I, I wouldn't be. Yeah. There wouldn't be something missing in my life. You yeah, know what I, mean? I think a lot of it is just the societal pressure of yeah of, of that's what you do. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, you get why you have kids. It's like why, why do you have to necessarily follow that sort mm. of like it's know. still for a lot of people it still legitimizes their existence. Like exactly. oh my kids, you know. Like well, if you live to have kids, then you're 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 an ant because that's what they do. They breed. They live. They breed. They live. They breed. You're like do something else. Mm. You don't live to have a kid. You know, just yeah. to, mm. like 
continue your genes. Yeah. It's a pretty... And there's so many kids out there that, that, that need parent, like exactly. good parents already. I, I always... Actually, yeah, that's what I said. I always wanted to have a kid and I always wanted to adopt a kid. Adopt a kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because, you know, there and I think it would be cool just to have like a... Like a kid that... I don't know, for a bar of soap and I'm raising, raising him or yeah. her... And just seeing the way that they would turn out, yeah. <laughs> like with yeah. someone completely different raising you, and yeah. I reckon it'd be cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I reckon it'd be yeah. sick. You can be like a Brad Pitt and yeah, exactly. Angelina Jolie, you know. Yeah, but less of an alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not not that much less. <laughs> As you can see, the uh, amount of beers spread over this uh, table. Oh, yeah, that's quite an effort. Yeah, you put Actually, a dent in those. Woo! Well, on the Uber way home, picking up another six pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, your tolerance is fucking crazy. It, it's gotten bad, hey. It's gotten really bad. Like I drink can and not even feel it anymore. Really? It's horrible. <laughs> it's 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 it, it is bad, hey. Right? And that's only the past couple of weeks. I don't normally drink much, but mm. I drink can and beer and. I'll be fine. It's so easy to get back on the wagon. Like, I've started yeah. drinking a lot as well. Well, I had fucking, what, 10 beers at soda mm. last night. But anyway, but uh, <laughs> it's it's weird when you, like, start drinking regularly and then you have that one day where you don't drink yeah. and then you feel weird. Yeah. You, like, yeah. you actually get headaches and you're like, yeah, oh, so I don't that's the start of alcoholism. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll have, I'll have a carton of beer. I won't, I won't, I'll be all right. I won't feel it. Then I have a... Uh, few glass of wine and bang yeah it's in I'm like yeah. oh shit maybe I'm a bit fucked oh wine wine drunk is, is yeah, so much it's it? so potent yeah man. it is I, I are you a spirits guy at all oh uh, I love rum mm. yeah I drink rum I love rum but like whiskey and scotch can't stand the stuff I, yeah nah I used to drink like Bundy when I was younger oh, but Bundy. yeah <laughs> I can't stand it I dark spirit like rum's pretty much all I can take Really, ah, oh, shit, nah, nah, beer man, oh. yeah. I, I, and I've, it's only been the past few week, few weeks I've gone into wine. White wine? Yeah, white wine. Yeah, I prefer white wine. Red wine's a bit... It's good in the winter. I, I love sparkling, I love champagne. Mm-hmm. Love it. I suck it down like Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coca-Cola. <laughs> um, yeah, the champagne hangover is brutal, though. Yeah, you know what? <sighs> I've never had a hangover in my You've life. You've never I, had a hangover? No. You must have, like, some super liver or oh, something. My, my dad's like that, eh? He'll get pissed and wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and go to work the next day and be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get, like... Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I drink to the point I don't even remember the whole night. Mm-hmm. I wake up the next morning and just be like, yeah, yeah get yeah. another beer. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a <laughs> new day. It's a blessing, but it's a, it's bad in the same time because you're not held accountable for the night you've had before. You know, at least if you had, if you felt like shit the next day, yeah. you'd wake up and go, oh, fuck, I'm not going to do that for a while. Yeah. Nah, you wake up the next morning, fresh as a day, as you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that all over again. <laughs> nothing happened at all. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you have lined up? Like, uh, are you doing more docos? Yeah, absolutely. You, do you have any ideas for the future oh, that you want to hit up? I've got, I'm sure you've got heaps. I've got an idea. Well, all right. So last time, I haven't been out of the country this year, and that is rare for me. Normally, I like to get out of the country, you know, a few times a year. So a few months ago, I went out to the jungle by myself. Um, you know, I was out in the middle of absolute, complete jungle by myself set up the tent was there for a week um walking around came back there was tiger footprints around my tent in the morning Jesus and I'd been I'd been spotlighting that night so the tiger was probably stalking me what's what's that 
The Spot- tiger was probably stalking me because oh, no. I'd been spotlighting, so oh, I'd been walking spotlighting. around okay, looking yeah. for stuff with, yeah, a, yeah. with a torch and that. Going out for a pee in the middle of the night. Oh, my, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't wear clothes the whole time I was there. You know, I'm by myself. I'm walking around butt naked. Whatever. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I found the tiger footprints and that... This is in Malaysia. Malayan tigers are very rare. It's like seeing a unicorn. Mm. And I was like, that is so cool. And then the storms were so bad where... At night, I was sleeping there. I can hear branches, you know, the size of, like, cars falling from the tree around my tent. I'm like, shit, no, nah, I'm going to have to come in a day early. So I went in a day early, found some shitty little hostel, stayed in it. Then that got struck by lightning, nearly killed me. So I was like, fuck's sake. And then, you um, definitely can't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're going to need a dad. Oh, my <laughs> sperm. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, no, they are. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah probably be killed very soon anyway so oh, oh, touch wood touch wood yeah please don't die um, oh, I not if i can help it yeah but um yeah so then um so that's the last time i was overseas and i really want to get back out there but i signed a contract with a big uh u.s uh media company mm-hmm. in la and uh yeah been so like they've been working on a uh, TV show for me for various networks and stuff like that. So it's just a waiting game, hey. So you know, it it's all about timing. Yeah. Like I could be waiting a few months. I could be waiting a year for this TV show to take off. You know. So in the meantime, next one I want to do is I want to go to. You know Komodo dragons. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're found on three or four islands around Indonesia. New Guinea and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, off the yeah. Uh, uh, west coast of New Guinea and stuff like that. Um, they are found. There's a few islands where they thought they might be found, but nobody's ever, ever found them. So I want to find new populations of Komodo dragons on these new islands. Um, so that that want I want that to be my next one. That'd be a quick and easy one because you know Indonesia is mm. very close to where we are now. But I want to start writing a book as well about my adventures. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, trust me. It's some of the shit I've seen. <laughs> I've seen horrors in that jungle you couldn't even dream of. <laughs> I see it over there in them trees. <laughs> Predator. <laughs> Just shaving your head with like a, a razor. <laughs> so Indonesia, you want to hit up? And um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like next documentary I want to do, I want to kind of even Komodo but I kind of want to do something different mix it up a bit maybe do something in the snow or underwater snow would be awesome yeah. and, and water yeah yeah but it's hard sure. to find stuff that has, hasn't been done before yeah. like everybody like for example you go to Africa everyone's seen a lion eating a gazelle everyone's seen this you know it's, it's, it's hard to find something nobody's seen before mm. so in the mm. snow it's like what do you do I mean I was going to do polar bears people have seen polar bears but never everyone's seen somebody being chased by a polar bear so maybe maybe yeah. I'll do that <laughs> you're running naked across the ice being chased yeah, by a polar bear well, of course I'm going to be naked <laughs> well even the hike itself would be interesting just surviving out oh, there in the elements exactly would be- yeah it's very, very hard because um, mm. I'm out of beer um, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah because uh, if you go to uh, Svalbard which is uh, in Norway or uh, Winnipeg which is uh, Canada um, for polar bears mm. but it's you know a lot of people see documentaries on polar bears but nobody actually sees people looking for polar bears yeah true true you know there's that human element to it and people want to see that you know like 
you know, you see Attenborough, you see amazing footage of, but nobody actually sees a human put in that situation with them mm. and actually changes it a lot because it... The whole dynamic changes. Exactly. Yeah. There's a survival element of it and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's more about like getting to know the environment as much as the animals. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, the, like, that's what I wanted to incorporate in my documentaries. It's not just... Um, looking for animals, it's like the human aspect. It's survival. It's it's bear grills mixed with mixed with Attenborough. Mm. You know, bear grills. You know, he's not an animal guy. He just goes out and <laughs> it's more of a personality, really. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. It's shit, literally. Yeah, um, and stuff like that. You know, I go, I eat not shit, not actual shit. No, oh, not literal shit. <laughs> eat a lot of shit out there but yeah, um, yeah, yeah but but you know i find a lot of cool animals on the way and stuff like that mm. and that, that, that's what i try and incorporate is it's like a mission yeah. survival mixed yeah, the quest. with cool animals absolutely yeah. Mm. yeah anybody can go out and just go oh there's a lizard there's a lizard but you need an actual reason why you're out there a mission what you're trying to accomplish mm-hmm. yeah, yeah a goal so yeah yeah that, that's what I try and do definitely I think the uh, like survival tactics while you're out there just what you're eating how you're sleeping how you set up a tent yeah. or how you survey the, the environment that will be that will add to the drama you know absolutely yeah. yeah exactly it's like if you don't see all that it's like half the documentary is just just stroll through a park looking for stuff yeah yeah. but you know you gotta see like that's what I, I regret in a lot of my documentaries is not seeing the other side of it like the India one all the crap we had to go through it was unbelievable I've got I'm going to do an outtake on that like I've, I've got probably an hour's just of me yelling at Indian people for yeah. annoying me so much yeah yeah like, it, like <laughs> leave me alone yeah I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just like are you, like there'll be a beetle on the side of the road we'll be filming just you know for b-roll stuff and there'll be a traffic jam of a hundred people watching us beeping their horns I'm just like shut up yeah. <laughs> like fuck yeah yeah like jeez I mean I, I love the Indian people it's not nothing to do with the Indian people you could be in any other country and they'll do the same thing if they if they hadn't seen people doing that mm. before yeah Yep. You know, I, I absolutely Gujarati people were lovely, like the nicest people and most generous people I've ever met in my life. But yeah, they're just curious, you know, understandable. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But you know, every everywhere you go, you, you know, I mean, that's why I say, aren't you scared of the animals? I was like, no, I'm scared of the people. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere I go, it's the people that scare me the most. I mm. mean, I'd rather look for lions in the wild than drive 100 kilometers on the freeway and a piece of metal hurtling through the fucking road yeah you're probably that's, more likely to be killed yeah absolutely yeah, that scares that me more yeah. hey that really scared people scare I've, I've never had a bad well I've had bad experience with animals but mm. nowhere near as like <clears throat> un, unprovoked and un like unexpected unexpected yeah than you, you do with human beings mm. <clears throat> yeah. so have you seen that there's this YouTube video of like uh, in China just people trying to cross the road Oh, and it's it's literally a game of chicken oh dude it's fucking crazy <laughs> it was like it was like that in India mate yeah honestly well actually when I got to Mumbai my hotel room I was because we were there for four days in my hotel room I look out the window there was a dead guy in the island of the road <sighs> like right outside my window and I was like is he just having a sleep but he was there for three days in the exact same position. All these scooters are hitting past, hitting his leg and stuff. Ugh. I was like, no, nah, he, nah, he's, he's, he's dead. And it was, no one picked him up. Nah. Yeah, nah. There's no time. Nah, exactly. Who's always going to do it. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, when the population gets to a certain level of density, it's yeah, just the value for human job. life. Hey, that's plummets, right. That's you know? right. Yeah. It diminishes to the point where nobody cares about anybody. Mm. It's like yeah. you get hit by a car and you're like, yeah. 
not a dead guy. Yeah. He did. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but thanks for coming down, man. Oh, mate, yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Where can people see some of your docos? They're, they're all on YouTube. Uh, yeah, um, they are. Um, if you... So they're on a website called documentarystorm.com, and if you just search Adam Thorne, they come up. But if you go on YouTube, they're all on there as well. So You can order the DVDs, the physical hard copies Yeah, as you well. can get the yeah. DVDs. I mean, honestly, to, to be honest, I, I, I don't sell them anymore. Nobody watches DVDs anymore. No, no, so yeah. It's like, I mean, I, I'm old school. I love having hard copies of stuff, mm. like books and that. But um, but that's where the deleted scenes can come into play, you know. Yeah, well, yeah another right, cut, yeah. you know, we'll an extended cut. And stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but I mean, like like these ones, I'm more than happy to give away for free mm-hmm. because you know if I didn't do these ones, I wouldn't have signed the contract with exactly. the companies. Yeah. I wouldn't even have a shot with these yeah. uh, TV networks. So yeah, check them out. Go on um, YouTube, just YouTube Adam Thorne. Mm. Uh, they're all there. We'll yeah, put we'll some links, links up as up well and yeah, yeah, onto our website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, awesome. they're good. I mean, you know, they go for about between half an hour, forty minutes, but they're good. Yeah, man. watch. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, they, they were great, man. Um, but we've got to get you back on for, for some more interesting stuff. We've got some ideas in the wraps, which we won't go into. Yeah. But for, for episode we'll, 100 We'll squeeze that elephant through that door there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I was looking at that. Yeah, you might be able to fit through. Yeah, there's a roller, door, roller doors out there. I reckon yeah. get bubbles through there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bubbles. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, shout out to the hen house. Shout out to Hip Flask. Yeah. yeah mm. Thanks for having me, guys. Good yeah, setup. I love it. I want to be back. Yes. Yeah, let's Give do it more back, often. Boys. Speaking of podcast, you should have a podcast, a weekly podcast. Yeah. 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 Maybe. I'll, 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 yeah. I can probably, I can talk for animals all night. Yeah. I'll be here till <laughs> six o'clock in the morning. It's interesting, animals. man. Like, I, I, that's so cool that we, you know, get people other than, you know, musos and stuff, which is great. But, you know, when we get someone like you, it's like... It's, I'm so out of my element <laughs> yeah. that it becomes so fucking interesting. Yeah. As you can tell yeah. from my, my babbling on. But, oh, um, no, you guys seem like smart guys. You <laughs> ask me smart questions. No, we, we, just Google Google no, we just got Google in the background. we just got Google in the background. I didn't want to say that in front of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming, No man. worries, guys. Thanks for having Thanks me. for listening. The Mission Control Podcast. Brought to you by Hip Flask. The socially networked gig guide made locally. Available on the App Store or Google Play, free of charge. Go to hipflaskapp.com.